0: doesn't like the world either. Had a lot to say about my being depressed by the world.
1: (laughs) Well, if you don't like the world, uh, you can escape into uh, the other one. The Bible.
2: Welcome to the Art, Work, Play, Clan server. Tonight we're playing Counter-Strike Go and talking about uh, the military. (laughs) And video games, and we're drinking beer.
0: This the is um, this is uh, an, a performance piece. Another performance piece by Kale Weir. This one is about um, the intoxication of war and the uh, the drug that is military violence. And so he's going to get drunk and play Counter Strike in a very high stakes, durational performance. I'm
2: about one and a one and a half beers deep, and we're going to play Dust Two, classic server. And yeah. Now, what is
1: Counter Strike?
0: Now, what is Counter? Everybody wants to know what it's, is Counter
1: Strike. It
2: is the original uh, first person. Well, not. I'm sure it's not the original, but the original good uh, first person shooter game before Call of Duty and all that other trash came out. Um, it this was, is before Halo. Yeah, before way before Halo, I think. It's based on the Half Life engine. The uh, can't remember what it's called but so it's, <laughs> it's originally
3: a mod right
2: i think so yeah but, but uh, i think it was made by the developers but yeah it's like a mod of the half-life
0: but engine. you mean a, 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 maybe you said this the multiplayer it's like the original multiplayer first person I'm, I'm sure it's doom and Wolfenstein. well there's like, like unreal tournament what's that is
2: doom and wolfenstein like a yeah? But but I mean um, like a multiplayer, yes. Sorry. True true true
0: true 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 true. Um,
1: no, those ones were multiplayer too. It's just the, it's a very notable example of the genre.
0: Sure. Yeah. Are oh, you really diminishing the game?
1: <laughs> also, it comes after Hi- Halo, but.
0: <laughs> Are you on Wikipedia? I don't. I'm I just sure wanted about... to make sure. <laughs> He's on Wikipedia,
2: calling. Like, I'm, I'm very surprised by that. That seems. <laughs> when did Halo come out? Nineteen ninety eight.
1: Well, Counter-Strike comes out in t- Oh wait. Okay, sorry. Maybe I was looking at the game versus the mod. Well,
2: I mean even then I'm surprised, but I guess that
1: Ah, no, 19 So 1999 for Counter-Strike. Okay. Kale, I think you're right.
0: Mm, yeah. Halo comes That's why out. they call him Mr. Triple A. That's why they call him Specialist Kale.
2: I haven't played the game in a while and I didn't want to practice. Because I thought it would be more funny if I was dying and getting angry. And you'll be playing online, Kale. I am pl- currently, yes. I'm playing online. That's why it's taking so long to get into the game. So I also just downloaded a 10 gigabyte update. So, so Counter-Strike
1: starts off as a, um, a mod for wow. Half-Life. And it becomes really popular as a multiplayer online game. And so what is the... What is the content of the game? Who are you playing as?
2: Uh, I wanted to play as a terrorist right now. Oh, I guess I can't. Do you hear that music?
1: Yes. Well, I don't, but do you, let's pretend I Oh, that we yeah.
2: Well, no, but it's funny because people love to play music uh, through their microphones in the game and then get mad. Um, and then other people get mad at them. See, I can't. I'm like in game remote now and it's hard to speak. Something yeah. I, I <laughs> like
0: I played a version, what is what, what is there another one, Splinter Cell or something like that?
2: Well, Splinter Cell is a game, yes.
0: But, but <laughs> are you also like a, a specialist group that go in?
2: Splinter Cell is like a like a first, or a, a one player game though. Oh, okay, I, I guess okay, they okay. had a multiplayer thing. Splinter
1: but, Cell also is considered to be a different game because it involves so much stealth, whereas
0: that's this game one, Counter, yeah. Counter-, yeah.
1: Counter- Strike so, is like pure first person shooter.
0: So I remember playing that like when I like early on in college, and I something I Ugh. hated is, is kind of like the unself-reflexive reproduction of like the language around terrorism. And in this game, you can be terrorists or counter terrorists, and it is kind of troubled in a certain way because people often want to be the terrorists in the same way male uh, gamers often like to do female avatars. Oh yeah, um, I do that. I wouldn't every, say that's every exactly chance I get. Same. So to me
1: I wouldn't say that's exactly the same thing Uh, (laughs) did you win
0: I just I think it's I think it's similar in the sense that there's I think it's similar in the sense that it's uh, about this is funny because it's not the thing that I am like I'm obviously a good guy so why would I be the people who are the bad guys like
3: women you know
0: (laughs) exactly
1: (laughs) (laughs) like I'm obviously what is it in like first year philosophy when you're talking about the other and the not the other. The like, the unmarked, the, the, uh the, the like, normalized subject. And then it's like, you're, uh, you are um vacationing as the other. In this
3: case. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, in the case of like, the like, the straight white male LARPing as a terrorist or a female. Yeah. Terrorist.
2: Terrorist. Yes. Um, I used, uh, to be one of, I used to want to be the CTs when I was a, the counter terrorist when I was a kid because they thought they looked cooler. You but mean like now just I realize, in the game? In the game. But now I realize that the terrorists are far cooler.
1: <laughs> yeah, terrorists are a bit more DIY in their aesthetic. Yeah, and a I
0: bit believe punkier. in their cause a bit more maybe. They're a bit punkier, you know? Somebody <laughs> who likes to you know go against the grain aesthetically.
2: Um, I should also say I bought a gaming mouse to do this.
3: Whoa! Just for this pod?
2: Yeah, just thanks, for this Kale. episode. Is it I, I normally have like a litter. really old Logitech mouse.
3: Okay, well, and uh, what? How we? How about we discuss the? What is the military-industrial complex of the, the title on the Twitch stream? Uh, why oh does Hale's new gaming oh. mouse look like um a, a sort of cool <sighs> new weapon that he has? <laughs> uh, it's <laughs>
1: definitely. <laughs> the, Do you want to
0: see um, it?
3: Yeah, please show it up. She
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, she wasn't wrong.
3: Yeah, she did
0: kind of nail it.
3: It has like <laughs> so a red see. LED. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's just. There's lots of different buttons.
2: I, I was, was, it, you can get like a, a a mouse for very cheap these days. Uh, I was at the computer store, and I uh, I just wanted the one that was like the cheapest and the most like fanned out. Like there's all these weird like finger grips on this mouse. And that's nice. really what I was looking for.
1: Um there but the, standard
3: issue mouse. <laughs> standard issue gamer mouse.
1: Right. There is like a lot of the the aesthetic of gamer gear um whether it's like we have an alienware laptop or Kales gamer mouse um very much follows the same uh, outlines as um uh video game the like target they market look tactical, of video game. right? Yeah. Tactical is the operative word. There's a
3: lot of matte and metal going on. Like, uh, as if you might, yeah, you might, as you might expect.
2: Yeah, like oh. carbon fiber, kind of.
3: Exactly, it's aesthetic. almost like it's what you could. It's kind oh. of supposed to be interchangeable with your like hardcore, or either your your weapons finish, like that you'd have in game, or like yeah, your your bulletproof vest, etc. Your gear.
2: I'm 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 one of those people who really does not like to have a, like a golden gun. Whoa! Like, can
3: you shoot that chicken? It's
2: yes. Like that. Oh. Fuck! Wait.
3: So you don't like to have a golden gun? Like what do you, you can mean have by a golden, golden gun in so the like, game?
2: like, my brother, when he play Call of Duty, you can kind of like, as you kill more people and level up, you like earn new skins for your gun. But I don't like that. I just like a wood gun,
1: <laughs> like normal, <laughs>
2: you know. Unadorned. <laughs> exactly. Utilitarian. Is there wood
3: grain? There's wood grain
0: visible that you can see.
2: Uh, not on this weapon, but maybe on the AK-47.
0: Mm. Yes. Um, the he got a bad guy. Yeah. Whoa. Oh. There's a ghost. Ooh, I can bad kill a bot. He can't get.
2: He's probably gonna kill me. Yes.
0: yes. Was that a respawn? It was a.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, killed him. But it's a death he'd... match that has to happen. <laughs> it's
0: the way the Lord born it. <laughs> it's a
2: it's, war zone. You don't.
1: It. It's. This is a video game that came out, or like it's a. It's the mod. So a mod is a modification of another game. It's when like. Uh, fan, but I think, like Kale said, in the case of this, it was the developers of Half Life wanting to make a um, a shooter, first person shooter multiplayer game using the same technology that they used to make the video game Half Life. Um, and then if that came out, bef- and now we have learned by looking at the Wikipedia page, uh, before 9 11, but then the f- sort of full game is released in the amidst the Iraq war.
2: Hell yeah. Um,
1: Along with like a suite of other games that were like doing the exact with the exact same subject matter of like um, f- uh, like American American soldiers fighting Middle Eastern uh, terrorists. Yeah, um,
2: I, I should say that I was playing. Um, so there's a um, Half-Life released like a couple other games in the series that uh, where you would play from different perspectives of characters in the story. And there was one in which you were one of the military soldiers who were sent in <clears throat> to investigate the alien, whatever thing. And I was playing that game when I heard on the radio that Saddam Hussein had been killed. <laughs> and it, I think about that day all the time.
4: How does that like, occur Just of, of, this,
2: of having this memory of it. Just being like, oh yeah, I was shooting rockets at an alien when I found out about that. The, so, um... Sort of note. The-
1: the that, that video game, Half-Life, is about like fighting a br- big brother-like um, alien, o-
0: occupying alien force. He just shot a chicken up its ass and yeah, for the I pleasure shot got shot in the head. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like, like I was raised Catholic. And so the, the I, when we first started stealing porn from the Korean corner store that we worked at, me and my cousin, mm-hmm. I, like of course, enjoyed looking at the porn, but it also made me feel... Bad feelings. Uh, like I was having moral judgments of myself when I was looking at it. And that went away with porn. But a video game like this still gives me the bad feelings where I'm having like lots of moral judgment of myself. You haven't gotten it beaten out of you yet. Like no, me. no. This feels to me like cut and dried inculcation. Like one of the things that I wanted to talk about today is precisely why first-person shooters are like of all the things that you can do with video games why first-person shooters and why so prevalent and i think part of the answer is that a lot of them are made in america but then john just like it's i I am not in the least shocked to hear that all of these came out at the same time that cheney is ramping up a propaganda machine to get people to go overseas i used to rip on my brother being like Man, I feel like you would be a sh- just p- pure fodder in the military, but he does fuck at these games. Uh, so what? What is the connection there?
2: Uh, someone's um, dominating me. That's what they. The game even tells you you're being. Yes, perforated. I get revenge.
0: Yes,
1: fucking piece of shit. Cat, cat mentioned the like military-industrial complex, oh, and so the like i and think the,
3: the, which is like a concept that comes out of at the end of the second world war specifically announced by a pres- president eisenhower with his farewell address he warns the public of the encroaching military industrial complex um, which now just becomes like uh, what you learn in our history class or whatever general arts that you are doing but it's specifically the idea that um the the, Ameri- the United States had not um, prior to like the second world war did not have the same kind of industry set up that that uh, to create arms and like the stuff, the weapons of war um, and now and then uh, after the second world war there was a, this very strong established uh, link with the economy uh, and the future of the country and those who are in power and had the most money were, it was very connected with um, of course, the military. Um,
1: and, yeah. and, and, and it's like a cliche now. So mm-hmm. it's like you don't people, military industrial complex, uh, you don't really, it doesn't really uh, trigger much emotion in me almost when I hear it. But uh, it is a pretty powerful, like materialist reading of the situation where we had the so much economic activity had gone towards creating arms in the um throughout the second world war that 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 sector uh continued to exist after the second world war especially with the atomic bomb and all the Mm -hmm. power that that drew to it and then that economic power doesn't just dissipate because the democratic powers don't want it anymore Mm -hmm. and then the 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 president eisenhower talking about that is sort of um, trying to, he's trying to gesture to the fact that these uh, non-democratic entities are accruing more and more power in the U.S. That being the military and like the uh, capitalist industries.
3: And not only will the Existing like industry of producing guns uh, continue to exist even when there is uh, supposedly no uh, like you know no active war zone. Though of course then the United States goes on and continues to find opportunities to create active war zones. But also the investment that then will be put through these companies in order to develop new technologies that make it more nece- necessary that they. Um, uh our, our draining uh like uh the funding in order to create uh more weapons instead of i don't know uh something maybe something a, less, a little the technology a little less violent
1: <laughs> and so like the military goes on and the the military through the government and government through the military goes on to put a lot of money towards um academic institutions that are the sort of like um the bedrock of uh what is like our computational technology nowadays, whether it's like Stanford or MIT. And then a lot of those computers that get developed with, uh, uh, taxpayer money that is given to the military and then paid to develop these technologies in the name of the military. I'm thinking about, um, uh, DARPAnet, the, the military's, uh, network that was a precursor to the internet, of course, but then also all the entertainment technologies that we have now are like originally being developed for the, like the first the first three dimensional simulations are flight simulators for the for the military
3: military training, which then of course this leads to the much sexier name of the military industrial academic entertainment complex, <laughs> which is how people may, um, you may encounter this phrase nowadays uh, as it 's become so encompassing. Uh, and as, these, as it's uh, sort of, yeah, developed new technologies and new ways in which to become more ingrained <coughs> and, um, I mean, it's propaganda, but yeah, more ingrained into our lives.
0: Uh, Chris Hedges in the book, War is a Force That Gives Us Meaning. <laughs>
1: Crack! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Woo-ha. Uh, war is a Force <laughs> That Gives Us Meaning. He One of the opening chapters talks about the distinction between war as mythos, and war as um, as a sensory experience, as a reporter, it just emphasizes um, uh, reality, and I put that in scare quotes, and I think it's something oh, that, like, he's almost ghoulishly a witness. He describes seeing bodies unloaded, um, uh, and I believe a Bosnian uh, enclave, uh, bodies coming home, oh. and he, like, <laughs> methodically pulls back uh, the rugs and sheets that have been used to wrap the dead bodies to kind of like mark all of the different torture that's been inflicted on the bodies. But I think he sees himself precisely as a witness uh, to these things. And he thinks that that expressly offsets the mythological power of war. Um, as you two, John and Kat have um, talked about uh have traced the progress of the military industrial complex coming out of the second world war when war helped bring back the world really from a depressed economic situation. Uh, He marks a dip in that, uh, the the brand if you want of uh, American war making around uh, Vietnam and how you see an uptake, an uptick, sorry, in the brand around the Gulf war. Uh, and tellingly, uh, it connects directly to technology, the precision of bombs, the sort of, um, uh, visualization technologies that were used, uh, and much like with AI where there's a lot of like false claims and grand claims and pseudoscience that are used to hold up the contemporary science, uh, of artificial intelligence and the direction it's going with the, with the industrial war technology that was being used during the here. gulf war fuck yeah fuck. with the industrial technology oh. that was being used in the gulf war uh viewers in america got to watch uh you know smart bombs uh hit their targets later okay. we find out of course statistically civilians were still um uh being killed in droves uh so the uh, that is also, like, a false technology being held up, even though certainly nobody would argue that industrial war-making <laughs> technology <laughs> so isn't I just keep doing its tri- job. Kale I mean,
1: keeps getting killed by someone whose screen name is Doobie.
2: Like, like, really? <laughs> what, what you're talking about sounds kind of scary, but, like, I'm, really, I'm taking a lot of fire over here. <laughs> it's <laughs> so, like...
1: Yeah, it's like Kale's hands look like that, so that yours can you can talk about theory like this. Ben. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I was telling Kat in run, leading up to the show. Um, I think in uh, in the early 20th century, you saw a lot of states become aware of the power of propaganda, and you that was nowhere better evidence than in the <laughs> yes propaganda. Fucking
2: headshot through a wall, baby. On the guy who was
0: dominating me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: So, <laughs> apropos Kale's Fuck. supposed victory, the the you saw military propaganda enticing people to uh, come and join the war effort. You saw uh, caricature of um, the German enemy, uh, mm. racist caricature of the Japanese em- uh, enemy, and you also tried to see this invocation of the mythos of war. Um, we can include it in the show notes, but there's like a really embarrassingly infantilizing thing that reminds me of contemporary game culture where it shows like uh, a knight um, dressed uh, like mounted on a decorated horse and charging toward an enemy not pictured with a joust and underneath ah. an Amer- a, a Canadian soldier wearing the World War One uniform and then there's like some slogan enticing you know a would-be soldier Uh, and to me like as a contemporary propaganda model oh a knight how like how quaint but I do think that some of the gaming culture serves to tie into the mythos Republic of Gamers baby
1: (laughs) but the the equivalent or the the older early 20th century mode of uh, propaganda or for uh, propaganda content that seems even more quaint to me is the like uh, request for uh, buying war bonds a lot yeah. of those old propaganda posters used to be the subject was asking the population to buy bonds from the government that would go on to fund the war effort. Now that 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 was like the call to action of those, and now the call to action is just you just have to virtually participate in the war. That's mm-hmm. like the best.
2: We and can keep of course- skins in this game, <laughs> not scalps. <laughs> no. Definitely not.
0: Oh, so, see, that was your comeuppance. He tried to he tried to kill somebody while they were spawning, and he got no, shot from the this side. This person's
2: AFK, so they've that's the life they've chosen. I'm going <laughs> to kill them for it. <laughs> Away
1: from keyboard.
2: <laughs> yeah, like they just spawn and don't move, do <laughs> anything. So it's not my fault.
0: I have this idea that in the 20th century, um, as communication, excuse me, as communication technology. Um, uh, improves as uh, um, sound and um, and print technology can circulate more quickly and more readily. Governments became a lot more aware of the ways that they could use propaganda to influence um, uh, you know uh, there i guess i I don't want to say voters what should i say instead of voters i don't know uh,
1: customers no.
3: it's, it's yeah customers no, I mean, voters it's is
0: like there's a byword for customers citizens i guess but, <laughs> but so there was this aware of of using the awareness of how propaganda could influence citizens and then subsequent to the second world war um uh with the jobs boom or with the kind of like emergence of the middle class, all of that seems to get pushed underground into marketing and the subliminal messaging of marketing. And so that by the time we get to contemporary video games, where there might be an awareness of the self and other and how essential that is to dehumanizing, uh, the, the, the other side and a war effort, it just becomes part of the entertainment. And then I try and think to myself, like when people are playing backgammon or chess in the, in the contemporary imagination, as those games emerge, is there equally the same kind of like dehumanizing effect or is this supposedly immersive quality of like, uh, of a, of a, first person shooter does it have a different effect on the psyche I really don't know
1: mm. the only the only thing I can think of in old, wrong with me. old style games <laughs> off the top of my head is like the, uh, a case system being represented through chess for example
4: mm. yeah, yeah a the
0: cast ca- system yeah. yes
1: nice um, I don't know the, it just
0: seems dirty to me
1: it's um, so this we're like The points that we're talking about are also quite, these are quite like tired talking points in a way because like video culture has moved past this to a large degree. Like this. I don't. So wait, hear me out. Counter Strike to me represents a very, um, very uh, Iraq War George W. Bush. uh, That's why it's good. Moment
4: (laughs) in time.
2: Um, Whereas. the nostalgia of my youth.
0: So. And vulnerability canceled. What's that? Which is, <laughs> it I says, mean, invulnerability is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's
1: why brilliant. that's why George Bush is finding renewed popularity yeah, amongst truly. like Obama liberals uh, because Man, of that th- same nostalgia. When I I think started think it's of Michelle Obama's Werthers. Wow. But 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 so what? Whereas like Counter Strike is <sighs> to the Iraq is to what? George Bush yeah, to as yeah. um, uh, Fortnite is to Donald Trump. I think.
0: Where <laughs> truly, <laughs> go on
1: we we see instead of the gritty realism of counter strike Um, where the, 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 like George W. Bushes and Dick Cheney more so their, their sort of aesthetic was this like cowboy realpolitik where, um, we need to be, we need to be the world's police. Even if we don't always make the best decisions, someone's got to do it. And in the end, uh, when the Mm. dust settles, we'll have been right. Even if there are no weapons of mass. Uh, That's like this gritty realism, uh, of the Bush era whereas like Donald Trump's uh, the era of Donald Trump is like willful fantasy uh, candy coated umbra- DJ
3: Marshmallow yeah. dance club I think I oh think of God. DJ
1: Marshmallow. I think of like uh, like DJ just the garish colors it's of, just of dead Fortnite, Fortnite so it's
0: itself, dead, except he has a marshmallow on his head instead of yeah. a sun. He, oh, okay.
3: It was a uh, they did a, Fortnite did like a special event where your all your weapons were like oh not working or like removed or something, and instead turned like a server into a dance club for
0: yeah. DJ See, Marshmallow. That, yeah. That's political, I mean, cat. Yeah. That's <laughs> politics. <laughs>
2: uh, but I just the, killed the, someone called OK Boomer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of. See, I don't think that I don't think that it is. Uh, I don't think that it is passé in the sense that I, I think that there's. I think that th- there's a uncritical connect. Like even calling this realism to me is like I think what we're seeing is a reemergence of a fantasy culture. Like, I think in, somewhere in my, in the, uh, douchey connection between literature and jock th- that happens in my, in my head, where I'm like rejecting, uh, RPGs and, and Dungeons and Dragons on the one hand, both as like literature <laughs> and also as kind of like, well, that's not real action. That's not real investment. So,
4: uh,
0: I think that. The fantasy element of that, like in both of those things, literature, literary fantasy and like um, role playing games, I I see it as kind of like escapism and I see video games as being the same thing. And so if the graphics are supposedly real, there's still nonetheless zero consequence. What?
2: Are you (laughs) kidding me?
0: Man. Well, what is the consequence?
2: Well,
3: there I mean, is... I got so
2: mad. You do this have game a couple times. T- t- <laughs> that's not from playing this game. That's from working. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there is like the direct link with the like the particular skinning of the video game being very prof, like very, like it's in the Middle East. You're, you're, you see Arabic on the walls. In Counter Strike. Like, in Counter Strike, it's it it does it does result in. Um, uh people going and signing up for the military because they've like they they understand this Kale.
2: oh god that was, just that literally was... backstabbed
0: someone
3: Yeah, I lost my train of thought. Um but I yeah, backstab
0: the... someone who is AFK. <laughs> well, but in a certain sense uh like I well, I mean I I don't disagree with you. I mm-hmm. I think that that America is a nationalist country. Uh, nationalism is expressly based upon an idea of um exceptionalism and us versus them and that has to be they're, they're, like that ideology just doesn't hang out it has to be tended and perpetuated and mm-hmm. video games like this is one way that 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 happens I, I just think that again going from hedge's idea of mythos versus the the like um <laughs> <laughs> to pivot slightly in regarding the pain of others by um, Sontag, Susan Sontag, she, she says, and I think Hedges echoes this to some degree too, but you can't make a movie, you can't take pictures of a war that you can't fictionalize war in a way that doesn't risk glamorizing it if you focus upon battles, if unless you focus upon like privation Uh, lineups for food uh, uh, what it means to be killed not because of some ancient enmity between ethnicities but literally because people are profiteering off of uh, nationalist sentiment Mm
1: -hmm.
0: unless unless you represent those things it's always going to be an aestheticization it's always going to be Mm -hmm. a romanticization
1: the 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 example that people usually bring up of a video game that does that in in uh, as opposed to a video game like Counter Strike, which which represents a battle in terms of it like the the glory of combat, is the game uh, This War of Mine, which is set during uh, the like uh, Bosnian War, like you mentioned before. And um, Ooh, I'd like to play that. <laughs> where where play? You this play basically someone. Who's stuck in? You, you play like a, a group of people yes. who are like stuck no in a scope, house, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a sorry, group, man. a family, pretty much, who are stuck in a house, and you have to make decisions about whether or not you let a new person into the safety of this home that you sort of have because that right. might compromise your situation. And it's just about uh, surviving. So it's um, right. an indie game. The sort of bleakness. Uh, yeah, it's an indie game.
2: Oh, okay. So I probably won't play it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's no like multiplayer competition in it. Not fun. Um, I haven't played it oh. actually. It's just the sort of cliched example of the game that people bring up in opposition to first person shooter. Mm-hmm. Glory. War Representing glory games. war. Ways oh. that video games Sky
3: can represent thing. conflict without whatever. I like
0: that Sorika?
3: Oh, just uh
0: <laughs> Ways that video
1: games can represent conflict without glorifying war.
3: Yeah. Or battle specifically, yeah. like the the way that First person shooters focus on that but go ben go
0: oh i was just like this like this is my um stupid little offer I, my my brother when he plays games like this does he constantly jumps the whole time Oh yeah, no. <laughs> so it's impossible to track and it looked like that guy was or more oh yeah that, that doing guy good. he's doing
1: it <laughs>
2: yeah
1: the, oh, did he get you it,
2: it makes you harder to hit if you're jump kill. you should try jumping more maybe i mean i feel like i'm
0: Okay, I is like stressed right now, guys. <laughs>
2: I just like have a way that I play, and I'm never gonna get better. <laughs> uh, you know. Okay, so
3: I uh, did do now. Now I'd like to see if anyone uses that as a tactic on the field. Whether like people are just jumping all the time uh, because they're like, I learned this in Counter Strike.
1: Um, <laughs> in real war zones. <laughs> in real
3: war zones. Um, although we do see a crossover between like uh, the style of play. Uh, the video game, and of course, the modern drone warfare.
1: Well, that's what I yes. think is mm-hmm. that's what I think relates to the difference between when Counter Strike comes out versus our current uh Fortnite, um, PUBG. Um, what's an even more relevant one that's newer than Fortnite?
2: Is there one? Yeah.
1: yeah. Anyway, these sort of like hype, more, <laughs> more f- fantastical, uh, aestheticized, um, sort of candy coated. Uh, I think suit an age of of drone warfare even more than CS Counter Strike does. Counter Strike is sort of oh, more yeah. still about the boots on the ground. Um, yeah, there's which there's no is drones. In this. Very much a, oh. a, a very much a big part of like the Iraq War was like the troops who were in Iraq. But the the era of constant war that started under Obama and continues under Trump is that of like uh, virtualized drone warfare, orbital warfare.
2: Generation Kill, baby.
1: And so that virtuality I see better evoked. So I guess instead of realism, Ben, I would I would say uh, naturalism is what uh, yes, Counter Strike is I going for. I Totally agree versus
0: with that. I, like what? So one of the things that we've talked about, like in house as a studio, is really one of the about, like, five, like apart from whatever political agenda we might have, that there's also this idea of. Um, um, approaching perception and thinking about new ways of doing perception that impact expression and feeling and that sort of thing like f- fundamental experiments in perception basically i th- i think because coming from a music background a lot of the electronic musical technology evolves directly out of research from military funding
2: isn't right? just how the is not how the world is
0: uh i guess but 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 i still want to chase the ethical origins of where where my things come from and 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 i think those those visualization technologies that we see with some of the smart smart bombs during the gulf war drone war infrared cameras uh i saw uh what is the thing that they have a new thing now that the police are testing where it's like using cell phones to acoustically locate. Uh, gunshots that's mm-hmm.
3: bad, and, it, and in and in chicago no. they just had like big speakers or like big like, microphones. microphones rather uh the other one um <laughs> input. <laughs> input systems um that would also uh yeah would be listening for uh gunshots and i mean that's yeah. and then also uh, alternatively um non-violent crime the listening for the uh, sound of broken windows, as well.
0: Oh yeah, the um, mm-hmm. the the, the
3: mm-hmm, Yeah, exactly. As oh. Sterile has a project currently up at the Art Gallery of Ontario. Um, that, mm. Yeah,
1: that sort of is.
2: Yes, is I just killed someone while that. being fed beer. <laughs> <laughs> Do
1: it again! Do it again! <laughs> That's what the whole everything in the American <laughs> Empire led was leading to that. <laughs> moment. The history of American imperialism culminates at that in this moment.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: The it's um. This is a this is a very pedestrian thought but um, as like cliche as 1984 is uh, the I was just thinking the other day about the television that's in the character's room that's watching that yeah, I don't also, think
2: it's cliche at all. Ben was it's, watching it the other day
1: the because tel, the, the television is both like it's always on and you can't turn it off mm-hmm. and it's also always listening to, and watching you
3: just like my phone
1: it's yeah it's like it's just silly how cliche the world is
0: it's not cliche it's just like saying it's like rolling your eyes when people talk about class politics you're very welcome to think it's cliche but all you're doing is like athletic discursiveness like just because you've heard a discourse before it's your fault if you don't have any feeling about it (laughs) you, you have to decide to have a feeling about something or you can shut it off but no like look the ideology is happening in the game and we can have a feeling about it and the and Fiction is a way to approach understanding things, and the video game is fiction. and Nineteen Eighty-Four is fiction. Um, I want and, uh, do it.
3: I want that sound bite to be triggered every time the stream gets new follower.
0: <laughs> Which one?
3: <laughs> just I don't know the last thirty seconds. I think it would be yeah.
1: <laughs> I guess it's just. I guess um, with uh, no. I, I was only th- I was. The cliche for me from 1984 is it's it's use um, like it's just it's it's used to the point of saturation and cliche. Yes. Or the I,
0: Orwellian. It's like mm-hmm. it's like saying, oh, isn't that ironic? It's like it's like how the Alanis set song talks about <laughs> irony, but there's really nothing ironic about it. It's just like a, a serious a, a series of unfortunate events. That's Uh, what the,
1: uh, same as the, uh, when you think of this Steve Jobs 1984 ad for the Mac computer, it's sort of the, that's the uh, Alanis Morissette version of 1984. (laughs) Yes,
0: yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Kale's going pee, guys, because I didn't bring his bucket. has the notion that says uh, there are no genocides without poetry. And we talk a lot about or, I don't know, it's a hobby horse of mine, questioning whether video games can um, be elevated to the level of art and I think a kind of backdoor proof of that fact must be that if I feel video games are a sort of ideological threat or if they have a sort of power to um, make us comfortable with the mythos of art versus the century, sens- sensual experience of art, then there must be something there in terms of the medium, in terms of its power. It does mm. work in terms of metaphor. It does work in terms of representation. There's an interesting theory of the novel where... Um, uh the romance novel in the middle ages um would uh, you know talk about magicians and dragons and work with archetypes and one marxist theorist uh, the, i don't know the name of him or her uh s- argues that the romance novel uh served to uh, perpetuate uh, the feudal status quo and that it was only with the emergence of uh, bourgeois, revolutionary bourgeois realists that people began to represent the real, quote unquote, and uh, to use that representation of real conditions um, uh, to uh, foment change and to talk about what was really happening. Uh, that the novel broke out of that kind of commitment to uh to a sort of feudal hierarchy i think you can see that pretty clearly in russian literature for instance of course then realism or naturalism of the type that we're talking about in uh say counter-strike uh is where ideology sneaks in through the back door in contemporary visual art where there's often this default uh uh, modernist or minimal- minimalist commitment. There's kind of like uh, an uninterrogated allegiance to uh, that historical moment where ideology gets in through what is perceived as a sort of aesthetic, aesthetically null position.
1: But the I think in the um already the the ideology that the uh, bourgeois uh, literature of say the 19th century is uh the ideology that that is producing is like um yeah the like specifically of the like uh, uh bourgeois m- class mindset in the revolution against the feudal systems where it emphasizes a lot of the times those stories also just in their form of like a first-person narrative or, like, the story of an individual. Like, all the great... All the, all the great novels of the 19th century just have a single name as their title. Like, not all of them, but uh, thinking, like, Anna Karenina. <laughs> uh, um, the, like, uh, books that center the individual subject position and, uh, like, that... I think that, like, ideology the ideology of the subject and the ideology of the individual is absolutely crucial for capitalism to happen uh and then it, i think that's a precursor to video games in a lot of ways where they are I, I think the mentality behind the design is greatly influenced by like well all all of the media of the 20th century is influenced by the novel being like the, the novelist pre- i see as the predominant medium of the of the 19th century um and video games Especially so, and they are sort of like an even, video games and the even newer technologies of VR are even more sort of yeah. individuating.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, and doing so in a kind of like isolationist way too. I just feel like with video games, what pops out at me so frequently is the incoherence. Like, uh, no, Kale's doing a new level right now, and he, there was just like I love a uh, black cop with a sniper rifle. Like Wearing a, like wearing a sort of
4: uh, How the fuck do you
0: militarized you police pith helmet. It says "Police" emblazoned across the skull. Pith. And then the avatar for the person um, using that character is the V for Vendetta. Uh, uh, you know what's his name? The, the v. Uh, v. His name's just V. But it, but isn't it meant to be the face of an actual anarchist? Oh, the oh, guy fox. No, a uh, uh, guy.
1: F- guy Fieri. <laughs>
3: no. It's guy Fox. What are you doing here?
2: Oh, bitch, stole my kill.
1: Guy Fieri, get out of here! People, get out
0: of here, this. Guy Fiery. <laughs> but, but, but you see the oh. sort of like, you see the sort of like, incoherence there. The.
3: Hmm. <laughs> but the aesthetic coherence is very strong. Go on. And both.
0: Wait, I think that I want hear what Kat has to say about the aesthetic coherence.
3: I'm. I'm still chewing. John, can go? Well, no, you I, go, you go. Oh,
0: I'm
3: ch- Oh my god, don't Sorry. say...
0: <laughs> that, <this> part. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely not getting cut, FYI. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: well, I mean, like, the aesthetic... I haven't even seen B for Vendetta, um, but I am familiar with, like, the uh, avatar that you speak of. Uh, but the aesthetic coherence between, like, someone who would play... Um, yeah, the sort of gritty naturalism, as we referred to before, exists both in, like, that fandom and, like, the the attraction to, like, the certain mainstream counterculture, like, in this, like, of being a badass. Um, like if, me. Like, yeah. <laughs> people like, the people like Kale, uh, you know, uh, will will make sure that industry continues. Yeah. Um, uh, the esthe- like the aesthetics, become very removed uh, from their like their initial uh, whatever initial meaning they they might have had, like just through consumerism. I mean, not a super hot take.
1: But. Well, I think that the I think that the through line underlying all the, the like the symbols that we're talking about, which is both the the guy fox mask and yes. the so sort of leader. like. Um, the like people identify identification with cops maybe is like the idea of the individual as hero where guy fox is like the og sort of like bourgeois revolutionary um is he a rich like, guy i have no idea but he was participating in the like the original revolution against the 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 feudal system. But you're,
0: you're talking... Comp- I think I think both of the... Ugh. I think you're saying two things, and I think they're both relevant. I do think that it takes uh, state sanctioning to enable... I think one of the fascinations, for instance, with the zombie movies, is that in zombie movies, you can kill with impunity. You can <laughs> kill whoever you want, and there's no consequence, because they're all the other, they're all the bad guy, they're all uh, not human. Uh, cops in action movies who get to go uh on their high-speed chases and shoot at whomever they wish in public settings etc cetera, etc cetera, also get that impunity but it's state it's state in endorsed uh impunity and so i do I, I see what you mean in terms of the cop representing that total individualism that the ability to a ad- to be the judge, jury, and executioner to act and react to whatever the perceived bad guy is. Right? None of the none of the layers of uh, investigation and uh, and judgment and all of that sort of thing. But I, but I think. The bourgeois revolutionary represents something u- unique which which doesn't quite exist anymore. I think somebody like a figure like Yang is meant to kind of invoke that or kind of like has brand associations with something like that. Uh, a lot of the Silicon Valley hippieism kind of has those sorts of associations, but... Uh, a
1: top-down, it's like a top-down revolutionary
2: movement,
0: sort of. Right, as distinct from people who were genuinely willing to divest themselves of property. Um, somebody who would take their ill-gotten gains and pump it into, like Engels, for instance, writing the the which was his birthday recently, I think. Um, uh, mm. Pump it into sponsoring Marx, who was poor and writing the Communist Manifesto and that sort of thing. Uh, there, there was an historical moment when the when the bourgeoisie, the who had the power of uh, being landowners and 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 merchants, were able to turn that power toward revolutionary political ends. And I don't know that there is an analog contemporarily, apart from like the kind of like false analogy that I illustrated just now.
1: Um. Um, yeah, it seems like we have not. Seems like where we are now is more similar to like, I don't know, the 13th century or something, where it's like there's no end in sight.
0: <laughs> well, Chomsky and Hedges say that both the, both of them make comparisons to like early industrial revolutions and and talking about how we are like workers are living in those conditions right now and the the widening gap between the rich and the poor uh, uh, echoes that history doesn't repeat itself but it rhymes (gasps) i fell (laughs) sorry
1: that's a george lucas quote
0: (laughs) is it really
1: no (laughs) kale how much do these have these are these the same maps that have always existed for counter-strike
2: um i feel like the map i'm playing now is like not a classic there's like I feel like the one I'm playing now is not a classic. It's, it's it's suited to this play style that I'm doing right now called Arms Race.
0: Is this Yugoslavia? I couldn't tell you.
3: Yeah, what is this supposed to be? It's kind of like there's certainly an Eastern influence.
0: Yeah, it does. It looks or Ukraine. Like what is yeah. police
2: My homeland. Um, oh, that's German. Well, no, that that those are it, just skins for the players. Uh, there's like different they, different counterterrorism uh, units from different countries. Ooh, there's a child on the microphone saying hello.
4: Hello? Hi? Stop killing me.
2: I'm getting is not great, folks. That's why I'm bad. I'm I'm really Playing good at the game, actually. Um, it's actually your fault for streaming, not my fault for being bad at the game.
0: Uh, Is this the sort of game where people, like, with World of Warcraft, where people, like, get really addicted and don't leave for their jobs? And...
2: Oh, I'm sure they do, but I feel like it's not that... <clears throat> it's not the same scale where you're living another life. This is, like... You know quick and like, yeah yeah
3: could you talk a little bit more Kale, about like how this gameplay works because i i i really have only like played it a few times but i is the is the whole game just these uh like matches these like, yeah
4: yeah like a just,
3: team fortress 2 like
2: oh, quick oh. Match? team fortress 2 is based on the same engine so I'd say Team, yeah. team Fortress Two is more like this. <clears throat> if we're really okay, getting okay. Uh, get so, down uh, to okay. it, <laughs> thank you very much.
3: <clears throat> I just meant something that I put comparing yeah. it to something I'd played. I'm but, just messing uh, with you. I'm yeah. Sorry. Could
2: you say that question again?
3: Oh, um, just I want to if you could like talk a bit more about like is this is this mode the like quick kind of gameplay multiplayer? Is this everything? Is there a story that you play through? Oh, no story. Not? awesome um,
2: not in this case. like this That's is the, what it is um great
3: right. because like yeah. halo has the main story and then you can also play multiplayer right
2: even yes yeah.
1: even more so the like other games that are like this game like call of duty uh battlefield or medal of honor like all those games have campaign modes mm-hmm. but those that are
2: at this point those campaign modes are only to support the multiplayer whereas like this game yeah. came out at a time where like being an extension of half-life it's like it didn't really need to have its own storyline whereas like all the call of duty stuff um, when their multiplayer ver- when the multiplayer aspects of the game became more successful than the game itself they like kind of did away with this they didn't do away with the story but they like they stopped having fun campaign missions because they'd only make the game so that people could play them online together um, um, and it sort of has i'm really fucking bad one tonight <laughs> one
1: way that like I <laughs> think of kills. it being different from the world of warcraft level of like addiction is that this game is sort of more like sports
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah
1: whereas world of warcraft
0: and nobody has ever traded their life to be a semi-pro athlete
1: <laughs> well you uh yeah um I guess the difference in my mind is that this game has this sort of like this one note that it hits that you can keep yeah. hitting over and over again. Yeah. But it's sort of this like same, it keeps in the same place of like high stress, high tension, like finger twitching. Um, whereas, but it's World also of
0: War- passive, right? Like, there's, there's something, there's something set. Sa- you're, you're hitting on something. There's something satisfying about it, but it's not like, like, that's the same reason I like a Mario Kart.
2: I'm, yeah. I'm more prone to the, like, deathmatch kind of scenarios, which is what I've been doing as we've been doing this, whereas, like, I feel like the classic play style of Counter-Strike is, like, turn, not turn-based, but, like, round-based, where you all start, and if you die, you have to wait, like, five minutes or whatever for the round mm. to finish, oh, and everyone to to either be killed or for the an objective to be completed, but...
3: But does this one you get killed on, like when you kill this end, or when you get killed, you spawn again?
2: You spawn again immediately. Mm. Oh, someone, everyone, my team's shooting me because I'm bad. Because you're bad at playing the game? Yeah. Like they're expressing their distaste for my playing, even though I just <laughs> got the first two kills and I'm now the team leader. Wow. I mean, they... can,
3: you, can you get killed by your own team?
2: Uh, uncertain play modes, yes, but not this mm-hmm. one the uh the the team attack is more symbolic of uh. people expressing <laughs> their their displeasure with what you're doing or how you're playing voting with their bullets yes literally <laughs> wow i'm doing i'm fucking killer actually i just got the team leader.
0: Guys. are they yeah so like i don't know like i was listening to a podcast about esports i'm I, the, like in order to communicate with the with the kids, with the gamers, I'll, I'll put it in their terms. I, I'm, I admit to be a, being a gamer noob. That's a trendy term, yeah.
2: Noob, very trendy and very contemporary. Yeah, very contemporary.
0: <laughs> on the button.
2: Um, I don't actually know if there are new slurs for
0: slurs bad <laughs> gamer, but uh, but apparently, like um, one of the better uh, esports. Uh, figures for fighting based games is, is a character, like, is a guy who goes by the name of uh, Sonic Fox. Who yeah. Do you, do you know that of this guy? <gasps>
3: Yeah, I made a Gigco avatar for him. Um, really? Not for him. Like I didn't know him, in but I just made him. one in honor. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: that complicates things a little bit, right? Like the so he's black, he's queer, he plays all events. He's a furry. Like he plays all events dressed as a as a fox. Uh, so, so some of the kind of like the screen does offer something uh, in terms of uh, the not the screen the interface help me describe this like what like there's people hidden behind the avatars and mm-hmm. it does offer a sort of like uh, a leveling quality that en- enables mm. people to be measured in a very meritocratic way right <laughs> like if you are just the best fighter it doesn't matter if you're you know gay or black or a furry (laughs) but no i was thinking like i was thinking like in terms of like a recuperable element of of video games and as and specifically like i'm just looking if you look at the top of kale's screen you can see some people have chosen like the patrick avatar like there's a number of very recognizable avatars oh yes I top how people choose to represent themselves
2: my avatar is a dead is a screenshot of a dead character from the game so
1: that's very that's very a uh, threatening tale. Yeah. The um the t- so uh, th- my the take I like that's about th- th- this sort of thing the what if there's a potential in esports is uh, um, uh, from Miriam uh, Did Scalvite? Sorry for pronunciation. Like Miriam Webster?
0: I, no. I think that's her sister. Oh.
1: Um. I yeah. Because people have, who have the same last name are always related. Really, really mature exactly. guys. And she she does a lot of really awesome Marxist criticism against the sort of like uh, aesthetically political games as being as actually having any sort of like radical revolutionary potential. Right. And she m- much more points towards the potential of. She much more points towards the potential of uh esports, uh, to maybe be a place where um uh people can uh, I think purely for its organizational right. uh, abilities, like that. That e- e- there is actually talk of forming esports unions now,
2: mm,
0: really?
1: Cool. Yeah, which is interesting um, because, because Foddy
0: is also like uh, invested in e- in sporting, right?
1: Yes, true. Yeah, Bennett Foddy's. <clears throat> um.
0: Who's uh. That? Ben kind of like a an, uh, philosopher and academic of video games. He's the one who did that one, getting over it,
2: like Elon Musk, kind of.
0: Uh, no. <laughs> hmm. well,
1: would you call would you call Elon Musk an academic? Absolutely, a philosopher.
2: <laughs> absolutely.
1: Um. The that like that and i think uh, the reasoning behind this thing of esports being potentially more heavy more radical potential is because they are something that's better for organizing around and that being what is actually the important thing rather than uh creating an aesthetic work that comments upon or like her so Marion Dizgal Vites uh example is um lucas pope's papers please where you you play a uh, border guard of a like eastern blo- a fictional eastern Bloc uh, soviet country and you have to make a lot of um uh moral decisions about like whether or not you uh, for let someone through even though they don't have the right documents because
0: we'll put a link in the show notes
1: so, so she's extremely critical of that game uh, because of its sort of like performative politics uh, rather than it having any actual ability to um, either change material conditions or act as a especially these games that are again sort of you see in indie games a lot the valorization of oh, the individual bad. producers oh, I mean, God. so in that example it's Lucas Pope the developer is given he got a lot of aw- awards his game was recently named the greatest game of the decade papers please are was you serious and wow. he, he got a he, he got a papers please sorry do you remember do you remember me playing that kale sorry which one papers please uh it sounds kind of familiar
0: you're like the <laughs> worker who like checks stock.
1: oh oh yeah yeah and so uh she's yes uh it was you see that with all the other indie she's games she's equivocally to,
0: critical she's equivocally cr- critical
1: yeah but yeah she, that it has it has some good parts to it or like and it is good for video games to to make up to bring up these moral questions
0: um, and she but, not only materially in terms of esport and culture and organization in that regard, but also in terms of the me- like she's literally talking about the means of production as well. Uh, yeah. In terms of like the platforms that they're that they're that they're played on, and and she, I think she looks at the material considerations for how the culture is reproduced. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? you little dumb. Bragging about how you had it all down, but what's up now when your shit is... Die-
2: yes. Fucking headshot team leader, baby. Instant level up. Instant level up? Yeah, in the... In the game mode I'm playing now called Arms Race, you kill... As you kill people, you level up and you get different guns and... At the last level, you got the you got a knife, and if you kill someone with a knife, you win the round.
0: Which I think I uh, some Purian part of me really likes this this mode.
2: Man, the first time I <laughs> I won a round, it was one of the greatest days of my life.
0: <laughs> well, killing somebody with a knife is no easy trick.
2: Oh, it was so satisfying. Let me tell you. Come on! So Are you kidding? You me? win the round for your team or like for your for you yourself, for yourself? E- even though it's like you're on a team in this mode it's like you're still kind of out for yourself like Whoa. i guess it's still good for it's still good for you statistically if your team wins so you want to be on the winning team but if you want the go- man
1: th- going his own way who nice. i could
2: hear that cha-ching asahi super dry
1: we should do... That's the noise that happens every time if we, we ever get a you can. single subscriber on Twitch. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like a formerly poly person uh, <laughs> yes. it, it, it's interesting to me that Herbie ha- Handcat, woof, Hancock Herbie Hancock was like brought to Latin America like, and his jazz music was brought to Latin America as part of like a, the CIA imperialist effort Wow. Yeah.
1: So wait, unpack that a little bit. Starting with the uh, relationship to polyamory. That's Kirby (laughs) Hancock. No, no,
0: that's just like a fact about him. Like he had a wife, but then also he had many partners, and she had many partners. But he's also like an experimental kind of like jazz musician, and he. You only say that because he's poly. Well, I'm only only say that that he's experimental (laughs) because. Well, I mean, Charlie is pretty experimental. What? Experimenting what? with people's feelings and emotions. Wow,
2: that doesn't sound very responsible.
0: Um, I don't know. Responsibility's overrated. But is jazz responsible? Whoa, yeah, kill! Yeah. Get, well, some. If, if, Get some. If what,
2: if what I think you're going to say, if you're going to say what I think you're going to say, because I've heard it a million times, is that jazz was responsible for destroying communism in South America. So.
4: <laughs> <I don't laughs> a million, you time time. but
2: you always talk about free jazz being imported as like yeah um
0: well, yeah and the same with expressionism but, I'll also, well, but yeah. i also jazz do, is
2: responsible I, then i have mm.
0: defended bitterly against uh a, a friend of the pod sam uh jackson pollock who i also think mm. like being like uh, be, they were also the um expressionists were also sponsored by the CIA, yes. but I also BS. find something in- interesting about them,
3: and the not and novelists, the great American novelists,
0: like who? Wow. Um, oh shit. yeah, killed teenager Don't baby. Don't,
3: ex- don't expect me to actually come come to t- like fully uh, deliver on my literature.
1: Just like, uh, do Evan what John does and
0: look it up on Wikipedia and act like <laughs> you know it all. Totally,
1: no <laughs> one can see what you're doing with your hands. That's um, really prosthetic true. Knowledge, the paint, the like, yeah, you like. Um, All the, a lot of the abstract expressionists were were given money by, like, the Rockefellers, you know, who have, like, they have links to intelligence as well as being yeah. people that, like, the oil industry emerges in America is from. Um, but
2: what about but not writers? Just du-
3: du- not uh, just, like, direct uh, funding, but also, like, the ability, like, in- the, the touring of, like, exhibitions Sorry, yes, and, like, the it's pro it's, it's more so, like, fo- fostering even an ability for that scene to exist and then iterating that that scene was, in fact... Um, like the cutting edge, the sort of transfer of um, modern art from Paris to New York is it is an explicitly like CIA um, What about uh, writers
2: endeavor. though?
0: Who did that? They're saying they don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. I, can't I, I can only pay so much attention. I've got work <laughs> to do here. But, but I do find it kind of like, at, th- at this point it's where it's kind of, at this point it's where it kind of like dips into like total mystery because I, it, it doesn't, it's hard to see the end game. Like there's there's like uh Nefarious investment in certain art cultures. The Rockefellers also invested. We've discussed this before, John. But the Rockefellers also invested on the East Coast too. They had foundations for folk art on the East Coast in the early twentieth, early to mid twentieth century.
4: Mm-hmm. So the Rockefellers like were VR like extremely
0: aware that, like, uh, I, I like paintings of ships and the-
2: like Stan Rogers.
0: Uh, it could be no it, know, are you uh
2: Yes <laughs> or no, <laughs> uh, Stan Rogers. <laughs> CIA. Oh God, we're getting no, Stan murdered. Was, Stan the Americans Rogers are was, really killing us here.
1: Stan Rogers was murdered by CSIS. Really? Uh, that's my take. I haven't had the chance <laughs> to air it yet. So if, he <laughs> died at the age of 33 in like no. an Air Canada plane that was on the that mis, that blew up on the tarmac in Ohio. Really? Damn. Wow. So CSIS like contracted by the CIA maybe, and that's why they had to do it on American soil. Huh. He was about uh, on the eve of igniting a revolution in the on in the maritime provinces. Damn. He he wasn't really. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he was His,
2: a land lover. Lunacy. More more research needs one. to be done. Or sorry, he's from he's from like Hamilton or something, right?
1: Yeah. But the um the the talking about the end goal of this sort of like cultural spending by the by the empire, like by the by the CIA and the Department of Defense, which is more relevant for video games, um, although the CIA is also funny thing, but like there is, I see it in terms of like, in the video game civilization, there's different, you have to like advance toward different, you have to advance towards victory on multiple fronts, not just, not just through military domination, but you can also win through a cultural victory, um, by ba- basically amassing so many cultural points, there's just points that you get for having culture mm. that the other side, like, like parts of the other person's territory will actually like flip and go over to you because your culture is more compelling. So that's what I see as being the CIA's logic as well.
3: And the CIA is also like uh, in, con- in trying to establish that like culture, culture can exist within like this particular form of capitalism. Um, mm-hmm. Versus, like, because what th- those sorts of older movements that we're talking about being funded are in in comparison to a Soviet like state funded art art uh, culture of arts that is being promoted. Right. Not yes. even
1: Soviet, but like uh, yeah. just more left wing, like right, yeah. like even though like Cuba like, <laughs> or or just like pre other modern art movements previous to the Abstract Expressionists were just more left wing and more experimental in terms of like. Uh, I don't know, mo- pushing the ba- like I don't know, cle- like pushing the boundaries of what could be defined as art outside of the market in general, and then like abstract expressionism of almost sort of like veers everything back towards the market.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, the uh, pure like
1: commodity. S-
3: what was happening in like Russia prior to? I'm trying to think when, like, constructivist—the exact dates of constructivism. It was um, concurrent
1: with the revolution, like the 20s yeah. were all when the con- and uh, then it fell out of favor with Stalin when after Stalin had been in power. Yeah.
3: but that was some pretty awesome shit, I gotta say. Still, still one of my favorite favorites.
0: Constructivism.
3: Constructivism.
0: Yeah. Um, I, you should uh, cherry pick some of your uh, favorite flavors, and we'll put it on the uh, in the show notes.
3: I yeah. would oh, like pictures of things.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd love to do that. <laughs> Just want to say um, I've never
2: played this map before. That's why I'm haven't? doing bad. Yeah, this is Are you on the moon? Me- it's called Lunacy. Yeah, so oh, I think yeah. referencing the. Oh no, maybe it's a practice what? moon.
3: Whoa! Practice moon. That this is funny. Stanley Kubrick. You're, you, True. But, this,
2: yeah. Nicole, Kidman, Nicole Kidman's yeah. dad's gonna come kill us.
1: Oh Stanley Kubrick famously uh filmed the moon landing at uh at the uh, America. again this this also is relevant to this idea of like Uh, the like different points for different aspects of your civilization where you can get in, in civilization, the video game, um, you can also win through the space race by being the first person to launch a rocket into space. Um, That again, evoking this conspiracy theory of, Oh, the, like the American government asked um, Stanley Kubrick, to use his uh, space filming technology to fake the moon landing with them, in yeah. order so that they could win the space race victory, and then you, in the the so Kale's playing inside of this sort of like biodome uh. where it's a simulation of the moon, um, uh, like a dome down out biodome. and uh, you see in. Um, in the in the '90s, uh, Steve Steve Bannon, so the the Donald Trump, uh, whatever guy, like the cokehead who who oh. said he like invented Donald Trump. How dare he, you speak about him like that? When when he when he got a bunch of money, first he was in hedge fund. He used some of that hedge fund money to help produce Seinfeld, and really? he took that. <laughs> yeah,
2: he took no that. No wonder Seinf- I never watched it. <laughs> <laughs> because Sorry.
1: of your perfect moral compass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he took that he took that Seinfeld money and invested it in a biodome. The I think it was Biodome 2 technically, which is like the attempt to create a hermetically sealed environment in which people could survive. I saw the uh, first
0: biodome with Polly Shore and it was pretty good. <laughs> 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 So, um, but but wait. So is this level a reference to the idea that the moon landing was staged? Is that where is that where we're at right now? I, I feel I like think it's more.
2: I feel like down. this is like referencing that the fact that they're you know one day, the war will be fought on the moon, and so you know like this moon is Rider clearly outside, Bond. or or you can see outside. So it's like oh the military is just training for a lunar
0: scenario.
4: Hmm.
0: <laughs> because this is like the this is. The type, I, so this is, I'm just spitballing here, but, like, Kojima with Death Stranding um, uh, and some of the Metal Gear, Gear Solid games, it seems like there's a lot of, like, incoherent elements to the game. Uh, things that like go nowhere. Th- um, uh, parts of the narrative or plot that kind of uh, are introduced and uh, are interesting in and of themselves but don't build to, to the uh, to the total work um,
2: I hope you're not talking about what I told you the other day because I was wrong about that
0: no <laughs> but 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 I feel like in the world of QAnon like something like this could be highly significant like, it, you know uh, where there's like a reference to the broader culture that's well developed and kind of like pointed enough to to kind of uh be able to to trace all these lines of flight but like non-specific enough to to kind of be able to hold it accountable to anything uh and and i feel like the kind of like mystery in video game culture could potentially be uh often a species of that like in the big in the triple a world
2: I hope you're not addressing me because i I can't really pay attention. oh man,
0: this is the rhythm of the podcast. I just say things, and then there's like a long silence, and then people are like, "Well, what's the next subject <laughs> <laughs>
1: like the CIA funding abstract expressionism and jazz music in the like latter half of the 20th century from the 40s onward sort of yeah and post-war. then you have the like the the contemporary correlations of that are like hollywood cinema being intensely supported by the by the military like um in a bunch of different ways both, like a lot of the times, by donating equipment to them, uh, or like l- letting, and then in exchange, a lot of the time for donating equipment, they need to have some say on the script. The the military uh, will need to have some say on the script, and uh, <clears throat> or it will take people. Like you hear a lot of stories of actors going for tours of like the CIA headquarters in Langley. So there's sort of part of yeah, it where it's trying to inculcate the 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 members the artists who are behind the the Hollywood movies into the like a sympathetic uh relationship towards the CIA and uh uh, or the and, and the military. And then also the military's control of things. Uh, but this is even... It's even more, like, direct in... Or it, it has been even more direct in video games sometimes, where the, like, the military has just released some of its, like, simulation software. Right. Uh, really? Like, you see that... Oh, yeah, right. like, uh, U.S. Army It was one from, like, the oh. 2000s that was a direct product of the military. And they openly sponsor
0: out. some games, too, right? Like, I, I've seen one of my brothers playing. There's some games that just has the U.S. Army insignia on it. I know, um, for, I know, I know for instance, that uh, game consoles Fuck. have been sent to territories where soldiers are there kind of, like... Uh, as a security measure, and where they end up getting quite bored because there's no action, <laughs> and <laughs> games are sent there to kind of like be an entertainment. You mean system. like so they
2: shoot people instead of like killing people for real, yeah. or, or so they game instead of killing people,
0: yeah, like civilians. I, I mean, like the, 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 it's kind of like a trope in the military that like idle soldiers are very dangerous for uh, general population. Right, uh, starting as early as like the kind of like. uh the, uh, the American soldiers in Germany after the Second World War, uh, the idol soldiers there were like known for like causing a bunch of shit. But just basically, you put a bunch of like
2: fucking meatheads of
0: shit geared toward violence uh, in, into a situation where they're kind of like producing their own culture mm-hmm. and without very much supervision.
2: When they've been told that they're going to kill.
0: Yeah. Oh.
1: And it, it's, it, uh, like that really. What makes you think of this? The whole argument of like whether video games can, whether video games encourage like uh, violence—the mm-hmm. very like '90s, but always an evergreen. Yeah, real good <laughs> hot, hot
3: button, button topic to from uh, nineteen ninety-five. But <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> the the wouldn't then there there would be there the fact that the U.S. government and the U.S. Army specifically put so much money into Um, making video games like this, Mm -hmm. it would point towards that probably being true in a certain sense, but then less likely to mean that you'll be turned into like a a lone gunman shooter. (laughs) Yeah, I think... (laughs) And more just like a soldier.
2: That's much more better.
0: Vice Magazine came out with an article about uh, a couple of types of... uh, addictive response to video games and one of the types of, of addictive response are precisely the sorts of uh, anger and violence that video games can uh, lead to which I think are like are more domestically contained. I don't think it makes sense to, and I don't think it's what either of you are implying, but I don't think it makes any sense to say that uh, video games alone produce uh, mass shootings in the US uh however it is a it is an interesting uh harbinger it is an interesting canary in the coal mine like I, I do think that it is cut and dried testament to nationalism it is cut and dried testament to uh um, a very simplistic version of uh, of a, a, a reductive awareness of of statehood. Uh, that the video games often reflect and it is it's like how do you bracket off the um the amount of first person shooters e- even if you like say it's um a kind of imperialist colonialist trauma or neurosis it does nothing to bespeak the value of of the games you know
1: um I guess the fallacy with that line of thinking of like uh, violence being a thing that video games can generate is just to take it on as being a cause when it's just there's symptoms of the same.
0: It's a symptom, like, and I think it's also a thread that feeds it. But yeah, I don't think it's the cause. I think, you know, nationalism is the cause. America is awash with guns. There there are hundreds and thousands of automatic weapons that are... That are owned by private citizens in the united states that might have something to do with why shootings are happening in the states i'm not entirely convinced that it's like there's a you watch movies and plays and read books where people kill each other you know it's definitely plays to (laughs) blame i think theater is to blame it's It's theater theater is why we kill each other I think it's uh, comic strips.
1: <laughs> the thea- certainly, the
3: theater that happens in like the twenty-four-hour news cycle as well, just like as yeah. as um, the uh, the news as entertainment and the opportunity to become a celebrity through that, uh, and have your have your a, a- aired.
2: <laughs> I just killed someone called the Boomer. Um. <laughs> Hey everyone, if you enjoyed uh, tonight's content from art, play, work, uh, <laughs> please, uh, write a review and maybe subscribe and tell your friends to subscribe if you en- en- enjoyed and had fun. Uh, whoa, someone's talking to me in the game, but it's not.
0: He's doing like a really Rick and Morty vocal delivery. Oh!
2: Oh, <laughs> interesting says the one who just started watching Rick and Morty.
0: What? No, Egg. shut up.
3: Well <laughs> oh, someone just
2: said the F word.
3: <gasps> well, they get like, banned.
2: Like
0: What's air. that?
3: Well, they get banned.
0: Oh, absolutely not. It's encouraged.
1: <laughs>
0: man, I have so much editing to do. The more we talk, the more editing I have to do. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's All a right.
1: good place to end. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs>
4: And Lawrence LaShawn, in The Psychology of War, differentiates between mythic reality and sensory reality in wartime. In sensory reality, we see events for what they are. Most of those who are thrust into combat soon find it impossible to maintain the mythic perception of war. They would not survive if they did. Wars that lose their mythic stature for the public, such as Korea or Vietnam, are doomed to failure. For war is exposed for what it is. Organized murder. But in mythic war we imbue events with meanings they do not have. We see defeats as signposts on the road to ultimate victory. We demonize the enemy so that our opponent is no longer human. We view ourselves, our people, as the embodiment of absolute goodness. Our enemies invert our view of the world to justify their own cruelty. In most mythic wars, this is the case. Each side reduces the other to objects, eventually in the form of corpses. Force, Simon Val wrote, is as pitiless to the man who possesses it or thinks he does as it is to its victims, the second it crushes, the first it intoxicates.